We're going to begin this next podcast together, Paul and I, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you for this time that we get to spend with you and to share our faith with all of our brothers and sisters who love you and who want to know you more intimately on their journey. Please bless this podcast that I began a year ago. May it continue to flourish. And may you be with us as we open up with our first discussion here together as a married couple on the topic of the Holy Eucharist and the importance of receiving the Lord on a daily basis. Well, welcome aboard. (laughs) Well, it's nice to be here, honey. It's so great to have you. And um, I just want to talk to you about the precious Eucharist and um, how the Eucharist has been such an important part of your life. Mm. Well, the Eucharist has been and still is and hopefully will always be the center of of my life. Uh, Once I retired, uh, we both have been now going to daily Mass for six years now, receiving the Holy Eucharist in most cases seven days a week. So uh, to receive that strength and grace is, is a tremendous blessing. And I know one of the things we talked about was the uh, the true and holy presence of Christ in the Eucharist, mm-hmm. and and how it seems like many people may not really understand our brothers and sisters in Christ. So I've I've reflected a little bit on that, and I started thinking about that, and and I realized that it is so important for all of us to recognize that when we go into God's house, He is truly there. And the tabernacle, the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ is in that place. So it's kind of like when we come into someone's home, mm-hmm. we, we have maybe friends with us. When we walk in, we, we just don't immediately talk to the friends. We search the host out mm-hmm. to say thank you for inviting us. And it's been my experience so many times to see people walking in and they're chatting and they're talking to everybody else but the actual person who lives there, God himself. That's right. When I was uh, a little boy, they, the nuns, because I was taught by the Dominicans, would show us how to genuflect. Mm-hmm. And um, the whole point of the genuflection was the acknowledgement. To acknowledge Christ. Who is living there. Mm-hmm. And, and I believe the one thing we've kind of missed is, is the fact that God is there so that we can be in relationship with Him. And it allows us the opportunity to enter in. And so when we receive the Holy Eucharist at a daily basis, we're receiving the body, blood, soul, and divinity of the Lord Himself. So for me personally, when I do that, I say to myself many times when I'm receiving him, this is the closest I can ever be to God on a physical level. And sometimes I I think about, I don't want him to go away and dissolve on my tongue. Mm -hmm. And the closest I'll ever be once again will be when I meet him face to face on my day of particular judgment. He is very much alive and um... For those of our brothers and sisters that truly don't understand the true presence, I would like to share with them my perspective of the true presence. And I feel in my heart that I had to surrender to myself 
give up on my old ways of thinking and abandon myself in order to allow God to enter into, into me. And once I surrendered fully to him, which took a very, very long time, it took decades, I was able to allow him to come into my life and take that relationship and grow with him. So when I go and I uh, go to Mass with you and I receive the precious body of Christ, when I am there at the Mass and I'm hearing the words of Christ for us, to feed us for the journey, I'm preparing myself for the next step of my life of this day. And I'm in deep prayer and I'm receiving him in my mind and in my heart and then at the banquet itself when we receive the precious body through the Holy Eucharist I feel once I have consumed the Holy Eucharist something very deep and very special is going on inside of me I'm no longer the same person and I feel like he's making me become the person he always intended me to be because I abandoned my free will and I've given it back to him so that's kind of how I look at the true presence mm -hmm. of Jesus living in me. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I think a lot of our brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, fellow Catholics, don't look at it that way as much as I would like them to look at it that way. They think of it as a symbol. But, but you know, I, I go back and reflect on what Christ... For those who may think that he could be still a symbol, I'd like to share something interesting. When, when Christ was in the synagogue and he was talking about, especially, specifically in John chapter 6, he said, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man, you can have not life, no life within you. And at that point, the, many of his disciples left him. And the point I want to make is, he didn't at that point say, wait a minute, stop, 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 wait a minute. I, I didn't mean that literally, I meant that figuratively. This is all symbolic. Mm -hmm. He didn't mention that. He didn't say that. And he knew that for a Jew to eat strangled blood, you know, bloody meat was just not right. He was well aware of the laws. Mm -hmm. And to kind of harken back to another point, that is when the Lord instituted the Holy Eucharist on Holy Thursday, the majority of the times when he was talking to the public, he spoke in parables whether it be the prodigal son, the lost sheep, there's so many, so many of those stories. But when you read, when he's in time with his, with his 12 apostles, and even sometimes they would say, Lord, what did, what did you mean by that? He would explain to them. He didn't speak in parables to the apostles when they were in intimate settings. So on Holy Thursday, he said, this is my body, this is my blood. You know, do this in memory of me. It was a command. It was a, a literal meaning. And we have types and shadows of that in the Old Testament. It's kind of like St. Augustine said, the, the New, New Testament con is concealed in the Old, and the New Testament, the Old's revealed. Mm. So we look, you know, I, I've reflected on this, and I just wanted to share this with you because I, it really was a nice connection for me. In, in the Ark of the Covenant, Inside the ark, there were three things. It was the manna from the desert, Aaron's staff that had budded, and the tablets of the law. And if you think about it, in the tabernacles, it was a type and shadow of what, we, what the Catholic Church has done. And the tabernacle is the Word, which is Christ. 
and the bread which feeds us. And God had shown that special. And, and the thing was, we started off talking about was coming into his house, into his holy place. Only the high priest could go into to the Holy of Holies, which is where the ark was put. Mm-hmm. And they would tie a rope around that high priest and put bells on him so that if he did something and he was killed, they could drag him out. They weren't even allowed to go in there. And they would drag the body, if that was the case, he, he was killed for some reason. And here we are as Catholics, every day, billions of people going into churches where God himself resides. We are entering into the Holy of Holies every and, day. And if only our brothers and sisters would just acknowledge that to the next level and enter into that holy presence. Um, I I believe in my heart that if we had more people recognize this, um, we would be living in a world that is totally different than the world that we have right now. And And that's my hope with this podcast. And my hope and my prayer is that our brothers and sisters of all faiths will come to recognize Jesus Christ, will desire to meet him, and desire to learn from him and receive him in the Holy Eucharist, but first and foremost understand him, um, who he really is to us. He is the great I am. He is our Father. He has given us all the tools we need to get through this life. And if only our brothers and sisters that don't know him, we could pray for right now, to enter into this truth. Mm -hmm. That is my hope. And I think if we would pray earnestly, for this to happen, we might see it in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. Well, all the heavy lifting is done on the knees. Mm-hmm. And, and, but at the same time, we also recognize that we have to pray for the Holy Spirit to open and lift the veil for those who don't see the truth in its fullness. But what about those that don't desire it yet? We have to pray more. Mm-hmm. We have to pray and pray, unceasingly pray. I believe that our ancestors had a responsibility to do that. Now it's our turn to do that. And like our very dear friend Ronnie Morrison told us, we are the remnant. And so when you and I are gone, the remnant will be our children. And our hope and our prayer is that they will bring that next generation closer mm-hmm. into the Holy Eucharist, that they will desire Jesus Christ the true presence of Jesus living in them. Yeah, and, and that's going to be where the, the kingdom will truly advance if we can get everybody on board with that. And then we can really do the heavy lifting the Lord wants His children to do. I mean, it, it's so clear there's so much work to do in, in the world. And the darker it gets, the less light we need to, be, to see Christ. And the days are dark. Yes, and, and up until this point, we used to have a saying in the Franciscan Third Order, we've done nothing. And, you know, for me, I'm studying, I'm studying into the Third Order Dominican right now, and I'm relying on the Dominican saints to bring me to the next level of, of a stronger, faith-filled woman so I can go out into the world and be a preacher like St. Dominic was. And through this podcast, I believe that's going to be the special gift and the legacy. So I want to thank you, Paul, for this very first introduction with me and bringing others closer to Christ through the Holy Eucharist. 
And I hope that if it touches one life tonight, then we've done something beautiful for Jesus. So let us close together in prayer. Lord, we thank you for this time together, and we thank you for the hearts that you've given us. May they always be beating for you, Lord, in every step of the journey until we see you face to face. We ask this through Christ our Lord, and bless all our podcaster followers and their families. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless you.